So over over Shavuos, for the last amounts of years, I've been trying to do something over the Yom. I'm trying to make a theme for the Sudas, all of the Sudas, and one Suda to the next. We talk about extending an idea. Um, so three to Yom, it's a little more challenging because. Uh, so one year I picked some of the Memphis, the Torah's Nikdus with with that the Memphis Milas. Uh, one year I picked the numbers. What's the significance of the number one, the number two, the number three, number four? Right, each one of those things. Um, so this year I'm going to give you a sneak preview of what my topic is. So uh, is that there are many names for the Yaptan Shavuos. It's quite an extraordinary Yaptan. It has many many names. So the Goyin says that the word Shavuos, spelled Shin Bay Ayin Sof, is Muram as the names of, of Shavuos. So the first one is Shin Shavuos. Base is Yom Bikurim. The Torah refers to first verse is Yom Bikurim. Ayin is referred to as Atzeris. Chazal throughout the Mishnah is referred to referred to Shavuos as Atzeris. And Tov is Zman Matan Torah The truth is that there are other names for the Yom besides that. So the, the rem is of Shavuos, Shin, Beis, Ayin, Sof is not enough. It's also referred to as Chaya Kotzir. So in the in Parshas Mishpatim, it's Chaya Matzur Tishmor. And the next passage is Chaya Kotzir, Bikirim Asecha, Shetizav Asodeh, Bechaya Osif. Sukkot is referred to as Chaya Osif. Pesach is referred to as Chaya Kotzir. So that's another name. Another name, it's referred, it's, it's, it's called the Chamishim, Yama Chamishim. Besides calling Shavuos, it's called Chamishim. It's also referred to as the, the day of Matan Torah, it's referred to as Yama Kahal. So in Parshas, three times in Sefer Devarim, Moshe Ben refers to the day of Matan Torah as the Yama Kahal, the Yama Kahal. So the Rebbe is to remember that these names is the word, is the two, two words, Chukas Sheva, Chukas Sheva. Ches is Chamishim, Yama Chamishim. Kuf is Kotzir, Kuf is Kohol. Tov is Taro. And then Shin Bezayin is Shavuos, Bikurim, and Atzeris. So there are six or seven names with the Torah refu- refers to to the Yom of Shuas. That gets me through seven meals. Each meal we can talk about one of the different names. Right? But I just want to talk about one interesting point over here uh, to share with you. Out of all the names that's referred to in davening, the name of Atzeris is not found in the Torah. The Torah calls it Yom Hamishim, it calls it Chagakotzer, the Torah calls it Yom Bikurim. The Torah, the Torah, the, those names are found in the Torah. The name of Zman Matan Torah Seder is not found in the Torah. Yom Kohol is found in the Torah. And Atzeris is not found in the Torah. The Targum translates the B'Shavoy Sechem at B'Yatzar Tarchon. On the day of your Atzeris. So Loshan Chazal took the names of the Torah and changed it to the word Atzeris. And Atzeris is used throughout the Mishnah, Yastam Atzeris, and the Gemara is referring to Shuas. When it's Atzeris, it's referring to Shuas. Sukkot is called Chag, Pesach is called Pesach, and Shuas is called Atzeris. So why did Chazal choose the name Atzeris? Why does I choose the name Atzeris refer to Shuas? Well, I mean, it would be logical. It should be that it should be something else. One of the names of the Torah gave it. The Torah called it Chagash Shavuos, and the Parshas Kisisa. It's called Yom Abikarim. These are the names the Torah gave. Why does I give the name Atzeris to Shuas? 
So one way is Shua is called Atzeres. So the Ksav Kabbalah in the in in his Pirish in the Vorim on the, on the pasuk of Yom Kohol, he says the word Atzeres can be used to refer to a gathering. Kohol Yom Kohol is a gathering, and Atzeres can be is used. The word Atzeres means when you gather together, a Knesses, a gathering together. So Atzeres is referring to a gathering together. So the, the Torah referred to Matan Torah as Yom HaKohol. Three times, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he refers to the, um, refers to Matan Torah, he says Yom HaKohol. Moshe Rabbeinu says a fourth time, the Bershom tells me, HaKel Yisrael, gather together the nation, Loshon of, of HaKel, that, that Torah will give him specifically through a process of HaKel, of gathering Klal Yisrael together. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Chazal chose the name of Atzeres to refer to this idea of gathering together. That's what the that's what the the Kabbalah suggests. The name of Atzeres is referring to different than Shmini Atzeres, the Torah refers to as Atzeres, or the last day of Pesach, which the Torah refers to as Atzeres. The, over here, Chazal chose this name of Atzeres to simply refer to not the idea of being Itzumilotes. Rashi says, not leaving, but rather to gather together. And we find this idea, we find this idea in the beginning of Matan Torah also. So it says, So Rashi says, Every time they gather together, they gather together in, there is mariva, there is dis- arguments, there is discussion, my tent, your tent. But Yom it wasn't like that. Kaisal came together as one unit. So I want to see if Chazal chose this name specifically. I mean, there's something very specific that we need to take to understand the ability to be Makabal Torah without, that it has to be Dafka through a process of Kohol. So I think there's two or three little lessons we want to bring out in that sense. So how do you do it? You have 600,000 men, it's in the age of 20, 20 and 60. You have, you have young, young men under the age of 20. You have elderly men over the age of, age of 60. You have women. You have the Arab Rav. You have millions of people. No arguments. Zero arguments about who should, you know, I, I, I try and put the, all the bikes together over here. If we have a fight, who should put his bike there, right? One time I came and I have a bike, right? So somebody, somebody had moved my bike to somewhere else because they preferred that spot. Like, you know, their spot. Right? It's fine. I don't have, you know, I got better things to do in my life to worry about that. But like, you know, so, but what about my, my tent? You know, if I saw my tent, you know, excuse me, it's my asset. I saw it first. I, I already decided before that I have to be next to Ruvain's tent because we're good friends with Ruvain. You moved over there, I'm going to move your tent to somewhere else, right? How's it shy? So Revolva gives a motion. Imagine you, you, you bought a lottery ticket. It's a long shot. I don't know where the lottery is right now. It's, you know, it's a large amount of money, whatever it is. Let's say it's a half a billion dollars. Five hundred million dollars. You bought your lottery ticket, and you find out that you won the lottery ticket. You find out you won. Right? You just, they just did drawing, and you went and checked, and you, and you saw that you, your number was picked. So what's your... Emotions, ecstatic, elated, you know, going out of your mind, jumping up and down for joy, etc. Right then, somebody steps on your toe. What's your reaction? You don't notice it. You don't notice it. The guy stepped on my toe. I'm so focused and so aware and so excited that I won the lottery. You want to step my toe, step my toe. You want to take, step my foot, take my foot. You want to beat me up. I don't care. It's not important to me. I just want a half a, half a billion dollars. 
the way that Kleiser was able to come together at this, le- at this moment without any fights, because Kleiser was so excited to receive the Torah that you want the spot, have the spots. Have two spots, take ten spots. I couldn't care. I'm not focusing on that. It's not important to me. Where my tent is is not important to me. But I have something more valuable in my life. Right? Whether, you t- whether you took my seat, whether you took my spot, whether you took my, my place in line, I c- come on, like really? I have more important things to do with my life. I'm more excited, I'm more focused than that. It's not going to register by me as significant in any way, shape, or form. So that's the first point over here, that, that terror is being, being this cobble. It's something which is exciting for clients, sir. I, to say that we're excited about being a Kabbal Torah, I think that's a stretch. Most of us are excited. You know, why do you say deny the shoes? Why do people say deny the shoes? So I once heard somebody said a suggestion. He says, you know, the guys will grow up, you'll start dating, you get engaged, you spend time with your kala, and you're schmoozing. You're schmoozing. So what, 11 o'clock, it's 12 o'clock, it's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you know, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, you're schmoozing through the whole night. How'd you do it? You enjoyed so much being together, but you didn't notice the time passing. That's the minute to stay up the night of shoes. Because when somebody's in love, they do crazy things. It's talking it's talk crazy to stay up the whole night. It is. It's not normal. Right? Normal human beings go to sleep. But we don't, we're, we're, not, we're not acting normal right now because we're crazy in love. Now, there's a minute by the stardom they have, they actually have a ksuba that they read. They have a minute, they have a ksuba between Kaisal and Kodesh Boruchu. It's a marriage. There's a ksuba, but Kodesh Boruchu's responsibility is to Kaisal, Kaisal's responsibility to Kodesh Boruchu, and they read it on Shuas. They have a ksuba between them and Kodesh Boruchu. Beautiful, beautiful minute. All right? And again, I don't think most guys are coming, coming to that Shuas like, I, I'm so crazy in love with learning that I, I push it, I didn't notice the time passing. I, you know, I didn't have to push myself, I didn't have to drink a coffee, uh, you know. I'm asking, it's hard. We're not excited about it. But understanding that in, for the definition of what Klyasur is, the godless of Klyasur, the godless of each human being, the greatness which lies inside of ourselves, that understanding that Torah is, Klyasur then recognized that this is the most important moment in the history of mankind. This is going to define the, the future of all of the world. They talk about, by the, the, there's a Nusak on the belt, the Judeo Christian. Uh, value system. There's not a Judeo-Christian value system. There's a Judaic value system, which some, they took some of that. They lived in a world with the idea was me first, violence is okay, stealing is okay. They lived in a world that altruistic world. Give to somebody else. Can't worry about somebody else. You're out of your mind. You know, they want to go back to the natural way to live. Like, you know, believe in the person believes in evolution, you know, you want to live in the, in the world of the, the, the jungle. There's no chesed in the world of the jungle. The lion looks over and says, You know, I really feel bad for the sheep. I'm not going to eat them right now. I never saw a lion had Rahmanas on a sheep. If he was full, he didn't eat the sheep. He was hungry, he ate the sheep. Two lions have a fight. They say, You know, you know what? You go first. No. No, no such thing. The world of the jungle, it's, 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 one eats the other. There's a society where man eats man, dog eats dog, and then, right? 
They're saying you have to have to break a few eggs to make an omelet, you know? Like that's the attitude of society. And we were given a Torah which uplifted mankind. Define mankind that people look at Chesed, even the going look at Chesed is an extraordinary thing. Rukhas was a maestro of Katzel Levenstein. Katzel Levenstein was uh, the, the Meshkiach of. Uh, he was in the, the Meshkiach of the Mir Yeshiva in Europe after Rukhum Lubavitz was Nifter. He traveled with the Yeshiva to Shanghai. After the war, after Shanghai, so some of the Talmudim came to America and started the Mir Yeshiva in America and the Ayan based Talmud in America. And some went there to Sosa. Rukhasel first came to America for a period of time. And then he went there until he went, then he joined the Panamich Yeshiva. So while he was in America, one day he walks into Mesa Medrash. Rupkatskel was a tzaddik, you said, his daughters described him as like out of this world. Like it was like beyond, they had, a, they, had a, they looked at him, they saw the sickness of the man. He was like an extraordinary person. He walks into Mesa Medrash one day and he sees there's a big tumult going on in Mesa Medrash. So he says, uh, what's going on? He asked the book, like, what's the Gishen? I think the conversation in Yiddish, I'll give it to you in English. He said, Babe Ruth died. Who's Babe Ruth? Ever heard of him? So he says he's a great baseball player. What baseball? So now you have the picture, like you know, picture you're, you go, you're, you're standing with Baron Moshe Feinstein. You're standing by Rukhaim Kadiyevsky. And he asks you, "What's baseball?" You start explaining to him, like you know, there's a guy with a stick and a guy with a ball. And you throw the the ball, ball to the stick and he hits it, and, and you run around, you run around. Like he says, "No, really?" And he says, "Okay." Because he was a great baseball player. So what did they say by the, the, by the eulogies, by the Hesper? What did they say already? They said, he was a great baseball player? I mean, that's what they said. So, he said, like, so they answered him because they said, you know, Babe Ruth grew up, his father abandoned the family. He grew up without a father. And he had a very soft spot for orphans. And he used to visit, visit orphanages and he'd spend time with these kids to be, you know, because he felt, he grew up like that without a father. So he would spend time with these. So he said, by the funeral, the main focus of the speeches was not about how many home runs he hit. The main focus of the speeches were about how he was a nice person. He did a cast as other people. So Apostle said, listen to this. You're telling me that this man during his lifetime was known throughout the country, not for his cast. He was known throughout the country for how many times he runs around the bases and how far he hits a ball with a stick. Which Taka sounds a little bit strange when you think about it, right? It says, when it comes to the Yamaakran, the final day of life, the final moments, they recognize that that's not what you describe about the person. You talk about the chesed that he did. And how he was nice to the people. They care about somebody else. It says, even the Goyim get that. And I have to tell you nowadays, I've been by, by funerals where they get up and say, he had such a good game of golf. And I'm like, really? That's all you can say about the guy? It's like quite insulting. It's sad that that's all they can think about the guy. It's like a game of golf, you know. He was, we loved, you know, climbing mountains together. Like, very nice, you know. So the Goyan get it, he said. That, where did they get it from? They got it from, from, from Yerma Kahal. From this day. This day redefined what mankind thinks, how mankind thinks. It redefined what's valuable. Klayasov was an Orla Amim, taught the world what's valuable in life. And Klayasov recognized that that's what's happening right now. And every word of Torah that we're learning, every lesson of Torah that we're absorbing, is defining what we're going to be throughout the rest of our life. And Klayasov was so excited about that, that they're going to have this clarity of understanding what life is about. Because we all like to know what life is about. What you want to do with your life. What do you want to be when you grow up? 
I like to be a doctor, a lawyer. Why? Make a lot of money. Why is it good to make money? What are you do with your money? Um, when I came here in 1997, so the first year I was here, I came for base matters, but the in the, the inimitable yeshiva way they couldn't afford to pay my salary 100% so they gave me uh, they needed an 8th grade rabbi also so I, I, I was an 8th grade rabbi and a base medrash rabbi for the first year so I taught I done with, with the middle school it's quite an experience um, I um, said I think Chumash I said Gemara 11.45 I finished that I came to the and I said a year at 12 till 1 then I stayed a whole second seder with the base matters and a whole night seder because in those days we didn't have anybody for night seder or second seder that was my day and then when Rebarim was still, was still, was still uh, commuting back and forth to Israel and every four weeks he went away for most of a week and I would take over his year as well so that was my first year here so I was t- teaching 8th grade and I was told when I came and I came from Tel Shishib which is a very very Kharif yeshiva like you know, very Kharadi there's two things I can, I'm not allowed to talk about I cannot talk about Zionism and I cannot talk about college. That's what I was told by um, the Hanhola. So I said, I'm not going to talk about it, but you know, if you ask me what I think, I'm not going to tell you what I don't. What it, I'm going to tell you what I think. So the boys, one point in time, asked me what I thought. And I said, like this, I said, I understand the person wants to go to college, to get a degree, to have a good job, to support his family. I get it. I really get it. He doesn't want to live a difficult life. He wants to make sure that he has enough money, that he's not worrying about where the next paycheck is going to come from, how he's going to cover the bills. He has a pronosa which comes in, comes in in, a, in, a, in, a, in a respectable way, a comfortable way. He's not worried. I get it. Becoming a Rebbe doesn't guarantee you that. I can guarantee you it gives you the opposite of that. Becoming a Rav doesn't guarantee you that. Becoming a Kira person doesn't guarantee you that. So, but let's say you have the, the talents and abilities to make a difference in the world. Are you sure that that's what you're supposed to be doing with your life? Are you sure that you're not being a little bit selfish? You're a person who can change the lives of hundreds of people. So yeah, it's more comfortable to be in your house. But you can change the lives of hundreds of people. You can be a car of these people and change their lives. Do you have a right to stay home? So I told the boys. So I'm not saying college is bad, college is good. That's not the point I'm saying. So you have to see a bigger picture. Who taught us that? The Torah teaches us that. The Torah teaches us that. Think about responsibilities. That's an extraordinary day. So Kleisel is excited about that day. That's the first point. The second point, it has to be Yamakohol. So, yes, how do you become a Yamakohol? Will we all live with a greater purpose and a greater value? I'm, I'm happy to have you along for the ride. I don't see you as a competition for my spot. So, there were two guys that wanted to get together and start a business. And their goal was to make money. So, their names were Goldberg and Goldberg. All right? Not related, but they both had the same last name, Goldberg. And they got together and they made Goldberg and Goldberg's Limited Liability Corporation, LLC. What's their goal? Make money. One day, Goldberg wakes up and says, you know what? I can make more money without Goldberg. That's the end of the corporation. It's the end of the partnership. Because the goal wasn't 
that we're creating, creating something greater than ourselves. The goal is, I want money. I want happiness. I want benefits. All of those have the, 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 le- the letter I in capital in it. So you're in my way. But let's say we want to create something greater than ourselves. We see a greater purpose in life. We see a greater vision in life. We see we, that there's, and I, I realize that yes, you get on my nerves, and you help me grow, and you help me expand, and you help me accomplish that which I couldn't do myself. So you talk again. You do get on my nerves, and I do not like you. But I'm still not breaking up that corporation because we're building something greater than ourselves. Yom Kippur means Christ functions as a unit. Jews are contentious. Jews get on your nerves. I've heard multiple people say they'd rather do business with Goyim than with Yidden. You know, Yidden, you know, well, what about this, what about that? <laughs> Jews, you know, they have all their drays and their smart ideas. Yeah, I'm asking, I get it. It's a rub, I get to deal with it, you know. Like, you know, is it mutter? No. What about this? No. What about that? Like, what about that cheetah? This? I, read, I read in Google, you know. It said it's okay. Okay, so ask Google, don't ask me. You know, like, you know. Why are we so contentious? So, the, the morale says like this. I'll leave it with this morale. There's a feeling we say, Moran Brachas, Phil Rechim says, the Mishnah says it, that he, when he would come to learn, he would say that I shouldn't be Nishal B'dara Locha, Vast they should be initial to the uh, I should be initial to the Yisuf Habi. They should be initial and I should be asking for him. What's going on over here? But the Nixon will make a mistake and they'll be happy. He says, the Russian made the nature of Jews when one Jew says A, the other Jew says B. That's what Jews are. So if A is right, it means B is wrong. So if B is, A is wrong, B is right. So A says, Pshat Megamora. B says, No, you're wrong. Turns yeah. out B is right. So B says, ha, ha, ha. If I'm Nixon, he's going to be Nismach. That's wrong. You shouldn't be Sameach about somebody else getting it wrong. That's what the nature of people says. But why the Russian make it like that? Why the Russian make it the Jews fight? The Jews are contentious. It says, so the more says, the more says the story with the Rebbe and Rish Lakish. The Rebbe Yerachanon had a Chirutsu with Rish Lakish. And Rish Lakish was Nifter. The whole story was Nifter. And Rebbe Yerachanon was very, very sad. He didn't have a Chirutsu. So they said to the Rebbe ben Pados to, to replace Rish Lakish. So Rebbe Yerachanon set up shot. And Rebbe brought him 13 Rayas that he was right. Rebbe said, At Bar Lakisha, you're like Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish, when I would say something, he'd ask you 13 questions. He challenged me. He would fight with me. And I'd answer him. And Torah would be Nisrab. I don't need your Rayas. I, I know what I'm saying. I don't need your. Th- thank you very much. Because each writes in the letters says that their Tirchachamim is to enjoy a kasha much more than a raya. My Rebbe said, you know what? I enjoy a raya also. Okay, I like a, I like a good raya also. That I'm right. But a good question makes me get clearer in what I'm saying. I say pshat A, you say pshat B. Well, then your pshat is wrong. Okay, I have to answer the question. So I get my pshat clearer. It forces me to come to the emes. The, the fact that we rub against each other forces us to come to the emes. So I'll tell you a story. In the context of marriage, but it applies to any situation. Um, I was once traveling to a chasna on a Monte Tours bus, and uh, I was on the bus together with uh, 32 people from Chicago coming in for the chasna and me. They knew each other, and I did not want any of that. 
So they basically talked to each other and ignored me totally. So I, I schmoozed with the driver the whole way. Like an hour and a half drive was from uh, Newark Airport to Monsi. So I schmoozed with the driver and he tells me that he was once upon a time the personal driver for Israel Tauber, Zikli Rob. Tremendous speaker, Baal Machshava, Monsi. And, one, and he had shoulder bias problems. This driver had shoulder bias problems. He says, the reason why I took this, this, this driver, I actually met him one time over here with one of the multi met him over here again, like a few years later. He says, his shoulder bias, the way he's, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So I take the long distance drives away for three or four days. My wife misses me, I come home. And the first day is good. It's not to tear the second day. I, I leave again, there's a drive. So it's, that's why shoulder bias. Like shoulder, that's not shoulder bias. So I asked, he asked, I asked him, what's an eight? He says, did you ever see how they polish diamonds? Did you ever see how you polish diamonds? He says, no. He says, you ever saw a raw diamond? How many of you ever saw a raw diamond? It looks, it doesn't look like a diamond. It's not, it's not shiny. It's dark. It doesn't have anything which looks like a diamond to it. So a person who's very knowledgeable takes the diamond, he puts it in a vise, and they put tremendous pressure, and they crack the diamond just to the right spot. That's the first thing. The next step is they start polishing it. Now, the diamond is the hardest substance known to mankind. So if you rub a diamond and it gets anything else, the diamond will not change. It will just wear out the other thing. A harder substance doesn't get polished by a softer substance. So how do you polish a diamond? With another diamond. Which other diamond? The other half of that diamond. Because they're opposite. And you rub them against each other and you get a, you get, you get a beautiful polished diamond. He says, that's marriage. Rosh Hashanah and Chava spread them apart and rub them against each other. You get polished diamonds. That's how you polish a diamond. The fact that we're contentious doesn't mean it's bad. It means that we're going to grow. But if we're willing to die, if our purpose in life is to be my happiness, yes, you will get on my nerves. And my purpose in life is to grow and to create a greater reality. We can be a Kohol. We can be a Kohol. We can be one nation. Because we are helping each other grow because we're challenging each other. So this guy learns more, this guy learns less, this guy is louder, this guy is softer, this guy is better in sports. That all challenges me. But if our goal is to become something greater than ourselves, together we will become a alcohol. So the Torah is called Shavuos Atzeris because it's a growth pattern that being challenged is growth. And that's what I want in life. And therefore I was excited to get the vehicle which teaches me how to grow properly. And we came together as a nation because of that. And we focused on the, the accomplishments that you're going to accomplish and not the fact that you're stepping on my toes. So that's a lesson to think about as you go into Shuas. It's because I've called it a Tzeris, specifically a Tzeris, because of the greatness which is inherent in the growth process which we're going to get through to return.